NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. The grade cricketer is a Twitter stream. It's about playing cricket at the grade level. It's a tough, mean, dirty, dirty business being a great cricketer. A lot of cricketers, you know, that's all they know. They've mm. done it since they're 10 and they have a deep-seated fear of change. But the great cricket is all about being the most alpha version of yourself as possible at all costs and at all times. I don't bat or bowl. I just feel the gully, count the number of dot balls in a row, sledge 15 yards, make me feel better about myself. Thanks, Thanks champ. champ. Oh, no, you called me champ. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Grey Cricketer on the Diamantina Podcast Network. Well, there comes a time in a podcast life where you go from world class to elite. Some have described this episode of the Grey Cricketer as a seminal moment in internet broadcasting history since Mark Maron sat down with President Obama in a garage in California. Where else, where else, chaps, can you find in the same podcast one of the greatest leaders, nay, nay, icons of not only this sport but of this country? And then the current Australian captain of this, our national game. Of course, it seems the most obvious place and fitting place as well for a podcast that relentlessly, relentlessly speaks of salads, chops, chess pipes and rigs mm. to be hosting Steve Waugh and Tim Payne on the show. But of course, before we do that and, this, uh, and we change the internet forever, um, there's so much to get into beforehand. I will remind everyone that we are available for MC gigs, how to get in contact <laughs> with us. Adding in contact with us, slide into the DMs and social media. You know how the internet works. My name is Ian Higgins, and I am joined in the same studio yes. by Sam Perry and Dave Edwards. Boys, welcome. Thanks. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, thanks, you guys. Uh, yeah, well, we heard your call, listeners mm. out there, after mm. the Omni Shambles. That was the Dizzy interview last week, and we apologise for Jason Gillespie as well. Um, hello to all the listeners. It is a seminal, seminal podcast, mm. and it's great to be eyeballing you both, Dave. Yeah. And he goes. Mm. So I look at you deeply into both of your wonderful. I can't say what colour your eyes are because I'm colour blind. But, <laughs> know your batting um, average, don't that... know your eye colour. <laughs> I uh, particularly enjoyed at Kembla Coxie's uh, take oh, on yeah. the Dizzy you did, interview. Did, did yeah, just, oh, yeah. Uh, it's all right. It's just an hour of podcasting uh, with some satirical staff, a bit mm. of stuff on Grade Cricket, mm. Jason Gillespie, mm. Adam Collins, yeah, who's a rights yeah. holder, mm-hmm. and, uh, and your questions. But his, mm-hmm. his um, feedback on the show was, love you guys, but that sound quality last pod was fucking village. Uh, <laughs> yep. With the laughing emoji, so mm. a bit of passive. Or the tears yeah. flying out of the Dizzy emoji. Gillespie interview was the audio equivalent of keeping in short sleeves and a floppy hat. Yeah. We are fucking sorry. Like we've we're so sorry. humiliated so and sorry. cuckolded and we're apologetic, mm. but also back the fuck off because mm. this is free premium content <laughs> with two of the greatest cricketers coming right at you for free, not behind a paywall. Mm. This is not cricket behind a paywall. This is mm. free. Not yet. Not yet. It's not, not yet. 
Um, so many things to discuss. Let's roll straight onto it. Yep. Um, this is being recorded on a Friday. It's going to come out on a Monday. I don't know why I'm saying that because it's going to come out when you get it. Yep. Um, but uh, James Sutherland's tenure with Cricket Australia finishes today mm. on Friday. Uh, 17 years with Cricket Australia. How's he done? Oh, yeah. Polarizing question, isn't it? I don't mm. know. I kind of he was good enough to come on our show, but it's not a case of he well he was nice to me, so I don't see the problem. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But I did like when he confirmed on our show that yes, the BCCI does champion. Yeah. Uh, that, I thought that was one of his highlights. But yeah. uh, there's been, I didn't I mention that the AGM. <laughs> we will talk about that, won't we? There's been a lot of commercial success with James Sutherland. I think everybody would say that. Although I don't know, it, it's a tough one, isn't it? Because 17 years is a long time, so just, longevity itself just yeah. shows a real survival instinct. But similarly, like so much stuff can happen in 17 years. You know, they've they've won a whole bunch of yeah. stuff, yeah. lost a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really know, and I'm just gonna say, I'm not really sure how much. I care, you know. There's a lot of armchair navel gazing stuff around what happens in administrations, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and you know, at the risk of sounding like uh, a, a real lowy, um, <laughs> can we just get into the cricket? <laughs> <laughs> we can get into the cricket, mm. but you know, it is worth reflecting because it is quite a tenure. I actually mm. caught the AGM um, on Friday. I live streamed it. Just caught it's it. Tenure. tenure. Is it tenure? It's tenure. Yeah. We're in That's Australia. Right. People, are, people are yelling into their um, you know, stereos at the yeah. moment. Yeah, it's like same they say word. data and data. Yeah. Okay, I think data is the most Australian word you can say. It's like barely even a noise. Data. Mm. But did you guys, data. Terry, data. did you guys watch the AGM? Because I was live streaming it on Facebook. <laughs> just in a private tab while at work. I just wanted to see. And you, and as, as you just mentioned, Pez, I mean. Cricket Australia is experiencing exponential growth in yeah. all facets of the game. Revenue, mm. you know, they showed some PowerPoint slides, revenue projections mm. and charts, just bar charts indicating endless growth across all revenue mm. streams. Participation has never mm. been better. The women in sport, mm. in cricket, oh, it's just all mm. so good. Mm. Money. Didn't mention anything else. You know, mm. I didn't mention what the punters are worried about, mm. which is sandpaper gate. I guess mm. it was an AGM, mm. and they're just worried about those metrics. But still, mm. come on, give us something. Give it, us it's funny, isn't it? Like, if Australia had six good batsmen, Sutherland's 17-year tenure would be good. Yeah. <laughs> That's just where we're at. <laughs> 70 years is a long time, though, because I was thinking about, you know, I was thinking about how long 17 years is. So what I did was I subtracted 17 from the current year, and that actually equals 2001. What mm. happened in 2001? Well, Laxman and Dravid are still batting, I'm pretty sure, for that 360-odd run partnership that they put on the Eden Gardens. Uh, captain that day was Steve Wall. We've got him on the show later. Ah. Uh. Oh, you're, that's why you're the host. I'm worried. <laughs> and I'm just the bloke sitting here. Getting a bit slick. <laughs> Someone say something about champs. Yeah. Um, he, he was sort of in charge, well, he was sort of head of Cricket Australia in the, in the years where we were just dominant, where Steve Ball was winning tosses for fun. Mm. Those, like, the, those games where we won 15 in a row. I think we did yeah. that twice. Mm. Um, yeah. But then we went sort of, sort of like the, the lean years as well, like sort of Ponting's, the back end of the Ponting mm. years into the early Clark years. But at the same time, he's also been in charge when we've won three World Cups. Mm. Like, mm. But that to me just says that we're really good at one-day cricket, we mm. being the three of us. Mm. Yeah. I, th I think it's one of those things about leadership where they say – that you should leave it in a better place than you found it. Sure. And, um, How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I think that's a good point. I mean, yeah. how do you balance being a successful corporation with winning games of cricket? Yeah. It's, it's a really difficult position that he found himself in, and he certainly brought in the dollars. Mm. But as you say, he hasn't really left the game in, in the best spot. Mm. Cricket Australia, to me, is kind of like a divorced billionaire. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of sad. The career is booming. I was mm. Property in the Hamptons, you know, yes. the, the bank balance has never been better. Better, but mm -hmm. just you know, 
relationships all over the shop. Kids mm. hate them. Mm. It's kind of that situation. It's a bit sad. Mm. It's a bit sad. A divorce billionaire. Divorce billionaire. Cricket Australia. Think um, about it. Well, yeah, Cricket Australia is a divorce billionaire, and we also got rolled for eighty nine by Pakistan. What's what's the analogy there? I'm not really sure, but I was just trying to move the show along. Mm. Um, Australia, it just seemed to have the moment to have this. Um, uh, ability to just break records or just equal new lows. So 89 mm. that we got rolled for by Pakistan mm. was the third lowest score in T20 history. Now that's mm. a, that's a short history to right. be fair. So I'm mm. sure you know the depths will get deeper before long. <laughs> but um, uh, what what's what's going on with the batting? <laughs> yeah, there's so many records. It's like you know October was the hottest month. Like it's it, it, <laughs> yeah, it going back in history. Like, but it feels like yeah. it's happening every month. There's yeah. a new low or a yes. new high. Yes, I can't keep track. Is it climate change or is yeah. it just our cricket team's shit? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on with the batting? Like, what is wrong with Australian batting? There's something kind of out mm. of line, like mm. in our whole ecosystem, when Australia isn't producing young men who grow up in backyards <laughs> who you know who just want to score runs autistically committed yeah, who to hungry, the pursuit of runs yeah, hungrily devour runs yeah. and do mm. won't, won't live mm. otherwise mm. Uh, we don't ha- seem to have any of them and and now we've got this shield shootout mm, going right. on. We've got this; it's the same thing every year now. We yes. just get to the, sh- the start of the shield season. Yes. We need about three or four different spots filled yep. in our batting order, mm-hmm. and every new name sounds amazing. And it, it yeah. makes me realise that, like, yeah. as Australians, we just love new things. Like, mm. I'm already on the Pekovsky bandwagon now. Yep. You know, I yeah, want friend of the show. Yeah, it's right. Lloyd Pope took seven for yep. overnight. We've got a great spinner. He's Think the third greatest four. wicket taker in Australian history. Mm. Uh, but Pope should be in now because mm. he looks really mm. good and mm. he's got a great wrong'un. Mm. Yeah. Um, we just we're like we just want. Yeah. Yeah, things. I'm not sure this is uniquely Australian, though. I'm thinking of um, the NBA, for instance. Now, like, right. LeBron James has been right. the best player in the NBA since he's basically since he came into the league, right? Yep. He's won, I think, one MVP the last few years. Curry, Harden, Westbrook, they share mm. it around because mm. you want the new thing. Mm. Whereas any time you watch a basketball game, LeBron James is the best player mm. on any court at any mm. given time. He mm. is the most valuable player to each mm. given team. However, he doesn't win the MVP every no year. No rings. Oh, he's got because, only got one ring. Because, <laughs> two rings, sorry. Mm. I think he's got three or four. Yeah, a couple rings. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I think I think inherently humanity wants just wants the new thing. It's like mm. The Simpsons. I'm someone else because we just want someone yeah, else. Exactly. Not the name that's been tarred. It's attention with. span syndrome, isn't it? It's it's millennial mm. mind cycles. Mm. It's, it's what it is. Because I was thinking about the Australian batting in Pakistan, and like you see 89, you think, fucking hell, like, who's who's batting for Australia? Mm. The batting is actually quite good. Like it's it's fi- it's Finch and Short opening the batting. Maxwell, Lynn, McDermott, and Carey. Like mm. it's. It's pretty good. Mm. That's pretty Hang good. on, McDermott? Yeah, mm. yeah, Craig McDermott. Yeah, Craig, oh, Craig McDermott. <laughs> cool. He bats now. But to be fair, Pakistan are the number one T20I. I can't team keep track of who's the number one of whatever yeah, format there is and how many formats anything. I can't keep track of. Yeah. I'm yeah. just really bad at keeping track. <laughs> um, one of the big takeaways um, before that um, game started was the, the trophy. I don't, I don't know if you guys yeah. saw this. Um, is it the worst trophy you've ever seen? Could someone just des- I presume everyone's seen the trophy. Can someone describe it for me? Uh, it was sponsored by a biscuit company, yeah. was it not? Mm-hmm. And um, and then so they they emblazoned or yeah. kind of engoldened. Is that even a word? How do you? Uh, <laughs> it is now. Yeah. Um, so they must have tipped a lot of money into it to have say over the design of the trophy. Yeah. Because mm. who's the manufacturer of the trophy? Do they not like consult from, you know from mm. branding perspective how this <laughs> yeah. is going to reflect on their name or, or let's just get a fucking biscuit up board. Well, you could just imagine like some sort of David Brent type character going, "Well, what's our company? It's like biscuits. Yeah. Okay, it's a biscuit. All right, put it in, put it in their faces. <laughs> put gold around. Just it. fucking get what, it in their faces. What's Sex next? Sells. Mm. 
I because lo- I was thinking about some of the most iconic trophies in world sport, chaps. Yes, and yeah, I'm, I'm thinking absolutely. like the Wimbledon Trophy, mm-hmm. FIFA World Cup, the Tasteful. Claret Jug, British Open, you know, Stanley Cup. This is just just mm. huge piece of alphabetism. Mm. Yeah. Um, there's the green jacket, the yellow jersey, mm. and like all of these are marketed as part of the sport in some capacity. You know, mm. like the, the mystique of the yellow jersey and yeah. the green jacket and all that mm. kind of stuff, and like. What could be more appropriate than like just the most forgettable series against Pakistan and the UAE in Australia? Just whack a Scotch finger on top of well, it. <laughs> exactly. Well, T20's not steeped in history. I mean, yeah. they have cheerleaders and R&B playing at all times <laughs> yeah. during a match. So it's hard to, you know, there's not going to be a Masters green jacket ceremony in the clubhouse after a game. It's just a fucking biscuit on a, on a, on a piece of wood. <laughs> okay, something that's happening at the moment uh, is the culture review. I say at the moment, it's been happening for years. I'm um, saying that we instigated and uh, we, we should have been consulted. Um, there's t- there's two submission. of them. There's two of them. The Longstaff and the McCosca Review. Uh, Sam right. Perry, the culture review. What are we expecting when these come out on Monday, the same day that this podcast comes out, so we're not going to be in the loop? Mm, I don't think... We're expecting very much because it, while it kind of has the pretense of being independent, um, there's been a lot of suggestions out there from people far more kind of esteemed than us mm. that uh, the people that were commissioned to do it are quite close to Cricket Australia. So we um, are kind mm. of expecting that it might be a little bit uh, vanilla or beige in its recommendations. Mm. That said, it will come out at the same time as uh, obviously Kevin Roberts starts as a new CEO and mm-hmm. it is apparently Pat Howard is going to walk away from his job or not renew his contract in 2019. Right, okay. It hasn't been confirmed whether that whether he was pushed or he's jumped mm-hmm. uh, or he just decided I've he's had enough. He's just decided I've had enough. You know, I've yeah. done enough and mm. I'm retiring right now's now. Now's the time to leave. Yeah, you know, I've averaged 8.6 <laughs> for seven consecutive years, but now's the time. It all feels a little bit managed to me, though we have to see what comes out of it. Um, it was interesting to note ahead of the AGM, the state associations were expecting to be able to read the culture review so that they could actually discuss it, but they were given it kind of 10 minutes before it started. Yeah. So it all feels um, it feels like Australia, Cricket Australia is kind of protecting something. But like, doesn't culture as a word mm. just uh, immediately trigger cynicism among grade cricketers or park mm. cricketers or amateur cricketers? Yes. Because it's one of the first things that you hear at the start of a pre-season. Yeah. Or you have a new coach coming in or some sort of new official with a vague yeah. title saying, yeah. we're going to define our culture. We have to improve yeah. the culture. And invariably, it never happens. The mm. culture Sometimes never Sometimes it's improved. like a PowerPoint presentation yeah. pre-season. I'm thinking, yeah, butcher's paper and some yeah. kind of poorly designed brainstorming session. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the only people who take part are like, uh, like slightly intellectual third graders. <laughs> the only way you change culture is if you just change every single person who's within that organisation framework or whatever it is. You yeah. know, like you, you can't just like walk in and say, okay, we're going to act and behave differently now. Yeah. <laughs> we're also going to vote everyone in on the board again on long terms and we'll release the review a few days That's after. Right. Yeah. And we're going to have different rules for players who are good around mm. training and different rules for those who are bad. As you know, Mahatma Gandhi's uh, an idol of mine uh, and also appropriate given that India are coming out yeah, here in a short amount of time. Says that. And I quote, no culture can live if it attempts to be exclusive. So I was thinking, mm, why don't right. we incorporate more New Zealandness, mm. you know, in our own culture? Because mm. we like stealing things from New Zealand. Pavlova, Russell mm. Crowe, you know, mm. if he's right. made a good movie, mm. otherwise, crowded you know, house. crowded house, same mm. thing, Lord. Mm. Um, I don't... Do we still Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Just did. Yeah, Lord. Lady Hawk going yeah. further back. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, good reference. Um, I mean, sure, New Zealand are single-handedly killing rugby union in this country by being so good that, Correct. that, that we're just like, well, we're not going to try anymore. They're killing this country. You've only, said that. We're only winners. Yeah, stop mm. the boats. Um, so, I mean, why aren't, we, why aren't we, you know, stealing more of New Zealand's culture? Because they're the best blokes in cricket, apparently. 
Yeah, I, I mean, we just always want to out for New Zealand, though, don't we? Like, it's just one of those <laughs> yeah. things. We can't, yeah, we can't help it. And, like, mm. you know, the, the the World Cup final a couple of years ago mm. when McCullum charged down a wicket and just got rolled in the first over. Yeah. Mm. But, After I mean, that, they've I even got their PM, Jacinta Ardern, you know, who's... Um, uh, incredibly uh, capable and intelligent person, mm. also um, an attractive woman as well, mm. uh, who's just gone an Alpha Trump on mm. the world stage a few weeks ago, and she's then got a mother Col- in office yeah. as well. The mother yeah. in office gone on the Colbert Show mm. uh, to Alpha Trump again. Uh, we've got Morrison um, wearing he- a MAGA cap. Wearing- <laughs> <laughs> we've got Kanye in office. That's what's happened. Yeah. Um, Pez, you alluded to it before, but the, sh- the Shield shootout is happening. It's, yep. a, it's an annual event. This is our favourite time of year. Right about the same, same time as the Spring Carnival season just kicks off, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, ev- shootout. Ev- everyone's Sounds like a gets race, in the mood for a punch. It does it sound like one of those wacky races. Peter mm. Perfect. Um, everyone's failed, so uh, mm. this is a problem. We should... I mean, like, we've got an excuse. Like, we've got four of our best batsmen. Well, I've included Bancroft in there. That's... I mean, yeah. Mm. But we've got we've got guys who have put their hands up who would be in the team who who aren't in the team anymore through injury, suspension, mm. cheating, etc. Um, uh, so, Lloyd Pope, bat four? I'd say so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's funny, you, you mentioned Bancroft before. I thought he was the beneficiary of the last Shield shootout. Yes. Uh, and it's almost like an Australian Idol type thing. Like yes. a reality yeah. TV show that just runs for a mini series, mini season before the summer starts. Mm. Um, I must say, I, I did read a good tweet about Lloyd Pope. Every, I'm like, how much do Australians froth on wrongans, though? Oh. Like, I guess it was just absolutely... Mm. Ca- like, and the thing Warren is, Warren couldn't, couldn't even... Couldn't even couldn't yeah. We've got the same uh, brain. We've said the same thing. Warren couldn't, yeah. mm. couldn't bowl a wrong. Yeah. Couldn't bowl wide. He could bowl one. It wasn't as good as his flipper. But didn't but, didn't but, go the other way as much. It didn't go like, the It didn't way. discernibly change direction That's to the right. extent that I wanted it to, weren't, as a viewer. Exactly. Weren't Warren's last, like, 300 test wickets just the same ball, but yeah. he just called it different stuff? Oh, yeah. There's blokes playing around it out of fear. Oh, that's the yeah. Zooter. That's the yeah. straight one. Yeah. That's a toppy. That's the yeah. same thing. His last three hundred were just rubbish deliveries. Yeah, yeah. playing around him. Yeah, he wasn't that good. Yeah. His publicist is listening. We're still here. Oh, I'm waiting to hear back from him. Uh, <laughs> uh, there was a great tweet from uh, Russell Jackson, friend mm. of the show, who just said, "My death mm. row meal: uh, fifty cupcakes topped with frame by frame photographs of Lloyd Pope's wrongen." Uh, I mean, that is that's that, sumptuous. That's how most of us feel about uh, about about Lloyd's wrongen. Limited edition framing. Mm. Well, coming up next, Australian captain Tim Payne. Followed by Steve Waugh. Are you sick of the same old sports drinks? Do you need a plastic bottle rolling around in the front seat of your car for six months that also doubles as a urine capsule for those extra long away days? Something that says, I think I'm strong, but I'm actually just chubby. Introducing Alpha Aid, the new number one electrolyte drink from TGC. Alpha Aid helps heal the four emotions you faced after a day in the field. Hope, shame, boredom and loneliness. Drink it and you'll feel back to your old self in no time. Alpha Aid doubles as the perfect hangover cure too. Nothing makes you temporarily forget all those hey you up texts like sipping on a cool glass of Alpha Aid while sitting in a blackened room trying not to drop your phone on your face. And now introducing Max Alpha Aid, the patented technology that will actually increase your size in the showers. Low on runs? Give yourself the few extra inches in the post-game showers you so desperately crave. It might just be enough to keep your spot in the side. Max Alpha Aid by TGC. For the man who has nothing to hide, but still wants to. Well, boys... I've had hail to the chief in my head all day. You know, we serve at the, we serve at the pleasure of the president. 
Um, not only is this man on the line, on the line, the, the current Australian cricket captain, and just uh, let that sit for a little while on the Grade Cricketer podcast. Um, he also has the cleanest, neatest presentation of any wicketkeeper I've seen. And uh, even though there are deep-seated uh, cultural questions we're going to press him on, I expect his keeping cleanliness will form at least 75% of today's conversation. Uh, he's, the, um, he's the Australian cricket captain. We're told he has about 10 minutes, uh, so we'll be, we'll be as quick as we can, uh, maybe still Beautiful. a bit more. Um, Tim Payne, welcome to the Grey Cricketer Podcast. Thanks for having me. It's a goal of mine to be on it, and I'm glad I've now ticked the box. <laughs> <laughs> He's a charmer too. Tim, um, Brett Jeeves said that you dominated him in a third grade match when you were 11 years old in full kookaburra kit. Is this true, and what does grade cricket mean to you? No, it wasn't. I was actually in uh, Grey Nichols' kit at the time. Um, <laughs> And when he says dominate, I think, yeah, I was about 12 years old. I think I batted for about four hours and scored 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a couple of bowls that quick. I remember it was quite hot, but I, my older brother was playing in that game as well. He made me wear two vests just to cushion the blow and catch the hit in the ribs. So um, that was my first taste of, I suppose, men's grade cricket because I'd only played sort of junior stuff, obviously, until that stage. Mm-hmm. So it was a real eye-opener, that's for sure. I mean, I can only imagine the eye-opener that it was. I mean, you were a 14-year-old boy playing first-grade yeah. cricket against fully-grown men. I mean, do you have, aside yeah. from the Jeeps anecdote, do you have any other really, you know, almost unsettling, vivid memories of this time as kind of oh, doing I as do. a teenager? I remember, yeah, in my early years, I might have played a handful of games, and I, I remember getting a fearful spray from uh, a guy called Sean Young, yeah. who was mm-hmm. a Tasmanian all-rounder, played one mm-hmm. set for Australia. Um, was a pretty good cricketer and renowned for being a bit of a scary, a scary bloke. And I think I rubbed him up the wrong way when I walked out at like 14 or 15 years of age with all the gear on and the collar up and the sweatband three quarters up the arm. But, um, <laughs> but I was just just trying to, you know, look the part and didn't go down yeah. all that well with the big fella. So he he went pretty hard at me for about a whole session, to be honest. And then to be honest, he carried it on when he was batting. <laughs> He was hitting, I'll never forget it, he was hitting balls to fine leg, and I was wicket-keeping, and as it would go down to fine leg, he would literally walk the single to the non-strikers backwards. <laughs> backwards? Through <laughs> moonwalk. Spraying me about my one hit to my collar, or... Uh, yeah, Cricketers. Yeah, good day, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Saturday morning, as we record this, uh, Tim, uh, you are the current Australian cricket captain. I just keep saying that out loud to you. Um, and you're about to play grade cricket. So I guess I'm asking, like, are you prepared yeah. to give out several, um, you know, pieces of kit, gloves, um, you yeah, know, sticks? I am. I am. Yeah. I've, I've always, well, not always, that's a lie. In the last few years, I've always had two different kit bags. I've always had one with sort of last year's gear in it, which I, I use at club cricket. And I've got my gear that I use, which is obviously the current year. So um, I'll take all that. Normally, I'll if I'm getting towards the end of the season, I'll leave it all there. But today, I'm not sure how many club games I'm going to play this year. So I'll probably unload most of it at stumps. <laughs> what What are you expecting okay. from grade cricket today, Tim? Like you are the Australian cricket captain, and you're about to drive yeah. on a Saturday morning to grade cricket. Like, what are you expecting? Are you going to look over people's shoulders when they talk to you? Are you going to expect people to give you nicknames, um, even though they've never met you before? <laughs> I mean, like, what, what is it like no, being no, Australian I've, cricket captain? I've always been pretty close to my club. I was down there training on Thursday. I actually live only a hundred meters from the club, so you know, a lot of my good mates are, are down there involved. Albeit now, most of them are sort of coaching, but. Um, mm. I think there'll be a few young guys that I haven't met this morning, but 
Um, <laughs> apart from that, I sort of know everyone. And, They'll uh, all know who you are. Yeah. Be prepared to be completely <laughs> well, eyeballed by everyone on the subject of everything. Fair, we have got a few guys in our, in our A-grade team that probably won't have a clue who I am. So <laughs> um, a few That's uni just... students that I'm not even sure pay any attention. I don't even know if they know they're playing cricket on a Saturday half. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we'll, um, we'll, we'll move forward to um, your main role <laughs> as Australian cricket captain rather than a, uh, a, a grade player. We, we talked to Jason Gillespie last week in um, a, a, yep. an interview that was destroyed by bad audio at my end, um, and we have apologised multiple times to the listeners about that. We talked to him about um, his coaching philosophy, and he gave a really interesting answer about it. And I, th- I thought I'd sort of yep. run it on to you a little bit as well, mate. Like, what's your yeah. – you know, there's been a lot of change in Australian cricket – um, you've yeah. taken on the side in a period of, you know, a, a bit of tumult. Um, what are you about as a captain? You know, what's your captain, captaining philosophy? What can fans yeah. expect from you this summer and, and beyond I'm, as a captain? Honest, I haven't got a huge philosophy on it. I just, um, my philosophy is just to be myself. I know it mm. might be sound a bit simple, but, um, you know, I think when you're trying to be someone you're not or act um, in a certain way, it just doesn't work. So for me, it's, it's purely about trying to be myself, trying to be the same person I was before I was captain. And I think if I can do that, uh, it will hold me in good stead. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting a nice grounding today when I do turn up to club cricket. And <laughs> nice welcome from the opposition, which always helps helps you stay um, nice and grounded. So um, yeah, a big one on, on sort of philosophies on, on that sort of stuff. Uh, the coaching is probably slightly different because you've got to you know, you're going to have a style of play and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But as a, as purely as a captain, I, yeah, I just try and be myself and, and go with what I feel and what I think at the time. Yeah, Granite's an interesting one, Tim, because I, I was just sort of noticing at the, end, at the end of the first test there in Dubai um, after you guys batted for six sessions there uh, and you were out there yeah. defending the final balls. And, and then when you were walking off, you seemed to gesticulate to sort of calm down to the dressing rooms. Can you, can you sort of explain yeah. why you did that? Uh, yeah, well, it was only a draw, wasn't it? And we and we'd been outplayed for um, for the majority of the test. So um, I remember, I think I said after the game, I remember watching that Forged in Fire, the Ashes documentary. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And Michael Vaughan sort of touched on it when he saw the Australians celebrate the draw at uh, mm. Old Trafford. That he he thought they sort of had a, a mental edge over them or an edge over them because they they saw them celebrating the draw. So I, I was just mindful of that. I think it was sort of mm. in the back of the head. And, um, I didn't want the boys to get too carried away with the with the draw, albeit you know a pretty good fighting effort. But yeah, at the end of the day, it was it was still a draw, and we're there to win. I mean, Tim, you know, just speaking of leadership, there's so much conjecture at the moment around the current batting lineup. You know, it's, yeah. it's anyone's guess who will constitute the top six for the first yeah. test um, against India. In terms of leadership, like how hard is it to lead a cricket team where you know perhaps the, with the exception of a couple of bowlers. No one has really cemented their position. I mean, cricketers are insecure by nature. Yeah. How do you kind of lead yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good point. Yeah, it can be a challenge, but I suppose that's that's my role is to try and make sure guys, when when they are in and around the team, they feel really comfortable and and feel like you know they're part of the team. So um, that's my role. But you're dead right. Cricketers are, are so insecure. It's it's not funny, and, it, and they seem to get more insecure the higher up you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one of the challenges, and um, you know, something I'm sort of working really hard on is making those guys feel comfortable so they can go out and play the way we know they can play. 
We'll move on to the uh, throwdowns component of the interview, yep. Tim. Um, I presume you're a long-time listener of our podcast, so you know exactly what that means. But just in the <laughs> event that few, you don't, yeah, in the, in the event you don't, we, uh, you know, the, the joke's wrapped up in the question and you probably don't have to do anything, really. It's quite self-reliant. <laughs> so, um, so answer what you want, leave what you want. Um, I'll kick it off. Uh, Tim, you're the cleanest, neatest wicketkeeper we've seen in a long time, and it satisfies lovers of symmetry everywhere to see you go about your craft with such purity. Um, with, that, with that in mind, how crushing is it to have regularly posed in keeping gloves and a short sleeve shirt in CA Chromos? Yeah. Well, to be honest, though, when you, what people don't, I've copped so much flack about that, but what they don't Rightly understand, so. it's really frustrating when you have to go around all these rooms and get different photos taken. Mm. And in one room, you're supposed to have your helmet and your gloves. The next one, you're supposed to have your mm. this and your that. And to be honest, after about half an hour, you just don't care. <laughs> it's a short sleeve on. And I know, I'm sitting there taking it, and I know I'm going to cop it. <laughs> it's, like, it's not worth the effort to go back mm. up to my room and get another shirt. Mm. What people haven't seemed to pick up on in, in, in that, sh- that shot in particular is it's not even my T-shirt. It's got... Cameron Bancroft's initials on my sleeve. Okay, right, right, right. I've, I've snuck that one because, again, I didn't want to go to my room. I didn't have a shirt, test shirt, so I said, bang, yeah. can I have that one? Yeah. Chucked it on. And then, yeah. he, of course, he wanted the wicket-keeping shot, didn't he? So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It went down beautifully. Yeah. Uh, t- look, Tim, one of Justin Langer's favourite sentences at the moment is character over tr- cover drive, should I say. Character over cover yep. drives. But does this yep. bloke know how good a cover drive feels? Like, there is nothing better than creaming a cover drive out of the meat of the bat and watching it cannon into the nah. fence. Nothing. It's Thoughts? one of the great things, isn't it? Well, again, as I was down at grade cricket on Tuesday night, I reckon I saw blokes get out 15 times in a 10-minute net. But every time they crunched a the cover drive, what did, what did everyone do? <laughs> Shot. <laughs> Shot, mate. Like, he's got out 15 times trying to play it. He's nailed one, but... Yeah. Keep going with it. Mm. Tim, uh, you and Steve Smith famously debuted together in the same game against Pakistan at Lords yep. back in 2010. Did you think back then that it was inevitable that eight years later you'd be captain of Australia while he'd be doing covers for his great team? <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was, but I thought it'd be the other way around, to be honest. Uh, and, well, and seven, today. Yeah, well, seven years ago it was. I was doing covers. 18 months ago on grade cricket. So, um, yeah, there's some truth in that, just the wrong way around. But, yeah, it's uh, interesting. I saw a photo of that one the other day, actually, when we were presented our caps, me and Smithy. So, uh, he's certainly getting better looking with age, I suppose. There's no doubt about that. Um, Tim, we occasionally try and source a few questions from anonymous sources uh, for people who yep. may know the interviewee in question. And we've done that on this occasion. So, this is anonymously right. submitted. But, um, the, the text reads, oh, and get him to tell you about playing football for the Griffith Gladiators um, when he was at the <laughs> Cricket Academy. He talked up a massive game for a couple of weeks, had his nose broken in the first two minutes of the game and had to have surgery. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can admit to that. Cricket <laughs> Academy paid for the surgery. Okay. Uh, but yeah, well, well, now probably can't. Can't, they can't take it back. So, mm. yeah, we look, we stayed up at the Griffith Uni. Went the first year, the academy moved to Brisbane, and um, we, a few of us thought it would be a good idea to go down and watch the footy. Uh, the boys were all staying with, and uh, so we rolled up with a with a cart, actually, in one of the back of the vans, and mm. reversed it up to the fence, and one of the boys came over and said, oh, did, did any of you guys play footy? And you know, if you ask a bunch of cricketers, if anyone plays footy, you know what mm. answer you're going to get? We had, we had eight top ten draft picks. 
in the sixties, eighteen of us were there. So um, <laughs> we said, yeah, we we play a bit. This bloke would have been top five. This bloke would have been drafted. This yeah. bloke was that. Yeah. So we want to have a kick, and we said, oh, maybe. So we ended up going down to training during the week. And, uh, about, I think about seven of us ended up playing, and I started all right. I kicked one, hit the post a couple of times. And then uh, it was a bit of a melee, and someone grabbed hold of Dougie Bollinger and flung him out of his pack, and the big fella, this melon, got me right in the nose. So, uh, it was the shortest lived comeback of all time. So I've, I've lasted about 15 minutes, had my nose splattered. Uh, I then was that upset because I thought my cricket career's over here when I, when I get found out what's happened here. So I actually got in the, the cat, one of the vans we used to have, and I drove it back to the university. At the time, I didn't have a license. That's how... Upset I was. I, was, I dodged right. a couple of bullets that day, but we we managed yeah. to uh, to get away with it somehow. I'm not sure how we did in the end, but yeah, it was, uh, there was some good footy being played for about six weeks. So I must must admit that I only lasted uh, 15 minutes, which was disappointing. It's a good thing the culture reviews already come out because some of those uh, things. Yeah. Might um, yeah. I think that was in the Argus review. That one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tim, former Test captain Ian Chappell has recently said that he thinks Justin Langer is running the show and has called for you to yeah. wrestle control away from him. How exactly yeah. do you plan to execute this leadership coup and do you have the numbers for a spill? Well, that's a good point. I won't be wrestling JL. He's a black belt for a start. So, uh, um, but I could have the numbers. I'm not sure. I'll have to check that. But Yeah, it's interesting because I haven't seen Chappelle around the group a hell of a lot. He wasn't over in Dubai. Oh, at least I didn't notice him, So um, He... Yeah, he's got some interesting theories for a guy. Definitely an advocate of strong good. leadership, isn't he? Really mm. strong-fisted leadership. Yeah, I, he's the captain's the the be-all and end-all in that era. But I think what some of those guys forget now is you actually have more than a captain, coach, and a physio on tour, so you can spread the load a little bit more. Mm. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's made some good comments for a guy who hasn't been around. Tim, when you uh, ran out as Ali in the second test in Abu Dhabi, although it was possibly the funniest moment in cricket history since every single one of Chris Martin's batting innings. Um, some questions were incorrectly raised about sportsmanship and the spirit of the game. Can you confirm, yeah. however, that Australia will execute and uphold any man-cad decision against Rat Collie this summer? Oh, gee, I'll tell you what, I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll get away with it. We might have to try something different, by the way. He's going. He doesn't look like getting out. So, yeah. Well, I think it's it's all fair, isn't it? If you give a warning the first time, yeah. then the second time it's game on, isn't it? So yeah. as long as you give the fair warning, we'll, we'll play on. <laughs> I'll tell you who was a great exponent of one, and he kept doing it. There's actually in club cricket as well, I played with him down here, and that was Ben Lachlan. Oh, yeah. If he couldn't get you out, you knew the man had was coming at some stage. <laughs> <laughs> he tried at nearly every club game I played with him, I reckon. Oh, what a horrible bloke. And, and could not believe it when you would say, no, nah, mate, we're not going to. We're not going to uphold it. Well, it's in the rules, mate. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't yeah, yeah. take we well, will we? Oh, right. We're behind. Christ. Oh, you should be very funny. Um, Tim, you are the sensitive new age face of Australian cricket, and previous careers have come into the role with fresh, you know, fresh faced, full of hair, departed years later with deep frown lines and bald patches, you know, such as the stress of top job. What's your skincare routine? Well, I have just just a bit of moisturiser to be fair. Um, it's not not a whole heap to it. Hopefully, it. it Stays that way, but I'm already. I think I'm already starting to get a few grey hairs come through. But um, 
But no refoil today, Greg Cricket, just to get that glow for the circuit. Not today. No, well, I can't circuit anymore either, see? So now I've got two kids. So I was thinking yeah. this morning, actually, when I was putting my grey gear on, normally I'm, I'm putting my grey kit on and I've got my coat hanger with my collared shirt, jeans and shoes. Yep. So yes, this morning I've been packing backpacks with nappies and bottles. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Really changed. And, and to be fair, I'd probably be a little bit dusty as well back five or six years ago. Mm. So. Mm. Um, fresh as a day this morning, so I probably won't get a run. <laughs> um, all right, Tim, I think this is the last one from us, so uh, so, so thanks for enduring everything. But um, <clears throat> to finish off, um, obviously in the last, uh, in the South Africa series just gone, got a little bit tasty between uh, between both sides, sort of resulting in that scuffle in Durban, in the, uh, in the stairwell, the dressing rooms there at Durban. But have you seen a more alpha moment than when Faf Duplessis actually just strolled out in nothing but a towel? Yeah, great rig. <laughs> Oh, it was fantastic, wasn't it? It was very good. I was thinking about, actually, I thought, if something does kick off here, what are we going to do to it? It's fashion as how. I thought, well, he's easy to kick. So I was more worried about Rabada, who had the chest puffed out. I thought, we'd probably need Hayes to take him. I thought, yeah. fat with the towel. I reckon if I just whip the fat towel off him, yeah. he's going to go scurrying back into the rooms, and then we're going to have one one extra man. Oh, would he? Uh, but he could have the adverse reaction. Yeah. That he's just, yeah, just, yeah, just, you're yeah, just fighting a naked man yeah. suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, reckon he, I reckon he would have just held his pose. Fat. He's pretty good at it. Yeah. Uh, that's great. Uh, Tim, thanks for being such a good sport for those um, wild set of questions. Um, no and, uh, all, mate, all the best, all the best uh, today at uh, Grade Cricket. That's the Australian Cricket Captain thanks playing Grade Cricket. And uh, thanks for coming on our show. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. I don't play cricket for results. I don't come to take wickets. Score runs or win games. I play cricket to look good. Rigs, chests, pipes, circuits, salads. This is my domain. So when I hit the sheds, I need to radiate success. That's why I use Chop King Cologne by TGC. With a blend of the finest handcrafted English willow and Kookaburra Red King leather, Chop King Cologne lets me radiate cricket. Whatever the ground, whatever the circuit. Chop King Cologne. The new fragrance for men by TGC. Reek of runs without hitting them. Just a couple of numbers here uh, before we introduce Steve. 168 tests, 32 hundreds, 10,927 runs, an average of 51.06. 92 test wickets, best of five for 28 if you don't mind. Mm. One of Australia's greatest ever captains. Uh, it gets better than that. He uses his supreme influence to actually uh, help people and is now one of Australia's most well-known philanthropists. Uh, and we're going to hear about that. Uh, I think we'd actually have to raise Bradman from the dead uh, to secure a more revered guest than this man. <laughs> um, we're actually all standing up at the moment, hail yeah. with the chief style. Uh, welcome to the Great Cricketer Podcast, Stephen Roger War. Thanks, boys. Thanks for the introduction. <laughs> Love it. Uh, look, Very t- good. Tugger, and um, can I call you Tugger? 
That's fine. No problem. Yeah. Right. Um, Very good. Look, we always start the same fine. way, and um, we were, we wanted to stay true. You know, there's there's so much question about the need for top level cricket to better connect with grassroots cricket. You played grade cricket for Bankstown, yeah. uh, in an amazing era. Yeah. Like, tell us what grade cricket means to you. How vivid are your memories of Bankstown Oval, and and what's grade cricket's place yeah. in Australian cricket? Yeah, look, uh, very strong memories. Uh, look, I remember going there as a young kid, uh, 10, 11, 12 year old, and putting the uh, the nameplates into the scoreboard. You know, as we uh, went from junior cricket in the morning, you watch grade cricket all afternoon, and we got a, I'm got a free soft drink and a, a packet of chips, and we were happy as Larry. You know, sit up there watching grade cricket, and putting and doing the scoreboard. So that was my initiation of grade cricket. Of course, I went on to play for Australia and New South Wales and. Bankstown, I always loved coming back playing at Memorial Oval. Playing great group for Bankstown was you know, just as big a highlight as me as playing for my country. So I loved it. And I think um, we've lost a bit of that connection to, to great cricket for a lot of the, the modern-day cricketers. They don't see their clubs much and they're not allowed to play much because they're protected because of workloads and things like that. So we've lost um, that real connection to grassroots cricket. Steve, um, it's obviously stayed in the family as well because your son Austin is playing uh, first grade at the moment for Sutherland, and he's playing with uh, Steve Smith and Shane Watson as well. So, how's how's he finding grade cricket? Yeah, look, it's, I've watched grade cricket last game. It's a very good standard. I think people uh, take it for granted a bit, and you know, it's it, you know, whilst it's it's not an ideal situation for Steve Smith to be playing grade cricket, it's great that he is because it gives it some recognition. Some relevance and uh, and young players who are playing with him are learning a lot. The players that are playing against him can watch how he goes about his business. So the more international players play great cricket, the better it is for the health of Australian cricket. So um, you know it's, mm. it's a really good experience for all those young boys. I mean, has it changed much, Steve, since you know you were a youngster coming through great cricket to now? I mean, that's you know that's obviously a few decades spanning. Is it ostensibly still the same product, or have the blokes changed? What do you? What's the kind of oh, vibe? Yeah, yeah, the talent's still there. Obviously, you're missing all the guys. I mean, when I was playing, you had every side had three or four guys in the mid 30s or over 30 who had 10, 15 years great experience. Other mm. tough nuts, you know, the ones that um, you know. You know, made you, um, you know, a mentally stronger player. But these days, you, generally, there's one or two players, maybe 30 or older, and most guys are 22, 23. So it's much younger, and you haven't got that real hard edge competition you used to have, and those those tough nuts, and um, and you're probably not passing on the lessons that uh, that we were we were lucky enough to get when I was growing up. The you know the guys that played a lot, and they'd tell you how to go about your business. So you're sort of missing a bit of that learning experience these days. Steve, um, you set off on the captain's ride on Monday. It's about putting rare diseases on the map. Uh, you know, just reading through the website, mate, 8,000 rare diseases affecting around 1.5 million yeah. Aussies, 300,000 Australian kids. I mean, two of yeah. us in the studio have just recently had kids, and, you, you know, you do start to think about yeah. these things a bit differently. So can you just tell us a little bit about the ride yeah. and, you know, how we can help, most importantly? Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah, it's common... Uh, rare diseases are quite common, paradoxically, but we, we as a foundation support the extremely rare conditions. So the ones that have a prevalence of less than 200,000, which is about 500 diseases, and we do that because they're the ones that have no support group and no government funding. Um, yeah, the, the captain's ride is a major fundraiser for you. It's 800Ks over six days, 11,000 metres of climbing. So it's pretty torturous, but we made it like that. I made it like that because the kids we support do a tough each and every day, and for us it's about six days of doing it tough. So we, we try and emulate this spirit. Uh, we have a leadership component, so I feel like you know, Adam Goods is coming for the whole six days. Daly Thompson's coming out from the UK. We've got Anna Mears coming. We've got um, Kathy Freeman's joining us on one night. Merv is joining us for a couple of days, not writing, but he's you know, motivating people. And we've got um, you know, various other celebrities coming on. Steve Hooker's doing a day with us. Um, mm. 
so we've got these great people who come on, Danny Foley, Gav Robinson. Um, so it really is um, you know, a learning experience. It's leadership advice, um, networking, raising money for cause, and, and you're putting rare diseases on the map. Fantastic, Steve. I mean, we just earlier talked a little bit about the health of grade cricket. I'm interested in the health of state cricket because as a kid, for me, one of the great memories was actually going to the Blues Brothers cricket camps at Chatswood Indoor Nets, <laughs> which you were heavily involved yeah. in. And, you know, yourself, Brad yeah. McNamara, Mo Matthews, Richard Sheekley yeah. was involved as That's well. It. I mean, that was the mid-'90s mm. and state cricket was at its absolute zenith. Um, just interested in your thoughts yeah. on the health of domestic cricket right now because obviously the proof's in the pudding in terms of how we're going mm. on the field and the test side. More importantly, mate, did you keep the bag we gave you? Had <laughs> <laughs> you kept it, you know, it was, um, it was something it's worth about special yeah, back in those days. But it's, it's um, day right yeah, health of domestic cricket. Look, we, we've got plenty of good players, uh, you know, and I look at Seal Cricket. Um, yeah, the, the, the quality is there. It's just they're not probably getting enough tough mat, tough cricket at state level, and we want test players coming back. We want more relevance in Seal Cricket. Um, if Seal Cricket's strong, Australian cricket is strong, and I think. You know, when we're losing, we look back and think, has the Shield matches been devalued? Players coming in and out playing one or two days and you know, being safe for test matches. A lot of guys not playing Shield cricket because they're being rested. Um, we need to get back to... You know, get, finding that balance is obviously tough because the international players have got a lot of cricket on, but yeah. we do need them playing domestic cricket to, to pull up the standards. So when guys elevate from Shield cricket to test cricket, it's not such a big jump. Tucker, um, there's been a lot of ta- a lot of talk about um, sort of the culture in Australian cricket at the moment. Um, can you describe to us the differences you played underneath Alan Border, Mark Taylor, and of course your own era in the late sort of 1990s and early 2000s? Can you describe the differences in culture to what it was during that time and what you see now? Yeah, it's hard. Culture is a really hard word to define, and mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that means sometimes. But it's, I guess it's what you stand for, your values, how you play, how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, and yeah, you know, that, that yeah. I guess it's ch- changed under different leadership and different captains. Um, you have your own, own sort of set ways, but I guess the culture of Australian cricket is to essentially to play hard and fair. We're always going to be saying stuff on the field. That's the nature of uh, how we're brought up and how we play our sport. As long as you you don't cross over the personal side of things, I think there's got to be talk on the crew for a day, seven hours a day. It's going to be pretty lonely, yeah. pretty boring if no one's saying much. So. <laughs> but at the end of the day, yeah, the main, the main thing about playing good cricket is executing skills. And uh, if, you, if you're playing well, you don't need to have that, that, that senseless talk out in the middle. So, you know, we've got to just pull it back a bit. I think it got out of control the last couple of years particularly. And that was a real wake-up call. The, the, you know, the sandpaper episode in mm. Cape Town has um, put it, I guess, in a sharper focus. And we can hopefully reboot the system and, and start all over and reset and start over again. We've got plenty of good players, but we've still got to play this running way. Mm. Steve, I just came back from living in London for two years and I know there's a lot of cricket people over there who are a little bit sceptical about the kind of mythology behind the baggy green and I know that's something that sort of means a lot to you and you know, you've put yep. a lot into yep. making sure that the baggy green is a symbol yep. that kind of Aussies can be proud of Can you sort yep. of defend that position a little bit you know, to all the uh, sceptics out there in London and the UK who say <laughs> the baggy green is, uh, you know, is a myth yeah, uh, well, you know, What's your view on that? Because I can't get one <laughs> you know, to me, I, yeah, it's, it's, I love it. It's iconic. It's my most prized possession, um, you know, material possession. I think it is. Um, so, look, it's. I think you got to stand for something in your organisation, uh, whether it's you know, um, you know, a couple of words that uh, mean something to you, or the colours of the organisation, or or what you wear. So, for us, it, to me, you know, being united and wearing eleven baggy green caps sends a message to the opposition. This, this team is together. It, um, you know. 
I think that's it's more the message it sends out, um, you know. And plus, it feels nice to wear the bag green cap. I love wearing it. Um, for me, it was was part of me when I played cricket. Um, and I hope that tradition gets passed on. It's um, you got to have traditions, and and that's part of the culture that you create. And um, the bag green to me is important. Other nations might, you know, talk it down a bit, but uh, for us, I think it's um, it's something to be proud of. It's a very elite club. It's a very elite club. I can't only imagine what it feels like to put on that hat. <laughs> um, Steve, uh, India coming out here in a moment's time. Um, how does Australia get Virat Kohli out, and have you seen a more complete player uh, in the last decade or so? Yeah. No, he's a super player. I mean, he's as good a player as I've ever seen. I think um, yeah, he'll go down the... I think he'll break all the, all the batting records bar Brabant's average. I think that's what he'll do. Um, he's just relentless, and he's... Yeah, professional and fit, and you know he's um, you know, he's motivated. He's, he ticks all the boxes. He's a great player. Um, look, I think the way you get all great players out is he's bowl line and length, and you you test their defence out early on. You make them play when they're a bit uncertain, um, and then when they get in, then it's obviously harder. You've got to restrict it, but I think you've got to be attacking when they first go in and. Probing it around that off stump and look for a loose shot. Mm. Well, that, well, that, well, that's what we're going to do right now, Steve. As we um, go on to uh, what we call throwdowns, you don't need to be worried about it in any way. I know you've only got a couple of minutes left, sure. and um, you know you've got the greatest defence yep. uh, I've ever seen. So, if you don't want to answer any of the questions, right. please don't do it. Uh, no, I right. hope that they're all, all right. respectfully asked. The go first ahead. one is, um, Steve, how privately satisfying was it when Jimmy Ormond told your brother he wasn't the best player in his family? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I gave Jimmy the line beforehand, so you saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, in, in 1995, you hit the Mercantile Mutual sign in a one day, which netted yep. you 140 grand. Mm-hmm. Now, while you looked very calm mm. on the surface, I'm, I'm certain you were absolutely elated inside, having robbed an insurance agency of mm. 140k. <laughs> Just how large yep. did you go yep. that night on the circuit? <laughs> well, actually, I was hung out the night before, so I was struggling when I played that day. Oh, look, it was, yeah, it was a good thing. We were pretty excited about it, and we split it. Actually, back in those days, I was the first one to win it, so I split it amongst 12 players, and we gave some money to the rest of the state squad, and we gave some money, I gave some money to charities. Um, Bridgetown, 1999. You scored 199 in the first innings before the West Indies went on to win mm. the match by one wicket, chasing down yeah. a target of 311, yeah. thanks to a Brian Lara fourth innings, 153 not out. How difficult was it to hide your glee at scoring 199 while you dressed the team down, demanding that more of your team bat as well as you? Yeah. Uh, I think I was off. I got out for 199. I got a big spin. I um, yeah. one, so I was disappointed with that. But um, oh, look, I think in that situation, you, you're pleased you're getting 100, that's for sure. But at the end of the day, if you're losing mm-hmm. a test match, um, and particularly they chased a big score in the fourth inning, that was really what the focus was. I was really disappointed the team lost. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, um, it, yeah, it does boil down to the team, what happens to the team um, on that situation. But, yeah, <laughs> no, it could have been a better result, that's for sure. Um, Steve, uh, I know you've had a few questions on this, but uh, I was going to go for it anyway, and probably the other guys will too. But you know, <laughs> Shane, your mate Shane um, has made numerous comments about you for the last, say, 15 years straight. And I just want to know how good does dignified <laughs> silence feel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you know, I, yeah, look, I, I, I don't see any point in, um, in even debating what he's saying. and. I haven't uh, read, read the book at all, so look, I'm I'm not fast. I mean, I've got more important things to do in life, really, and uh, oh. one of those is um, <laughs> focusing the charity stuff. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I'll let them I'll go through the keys, mate. And it's, and it's a great leave. Yeah. So you didn't watch 7.30 Report yeah. with Lee Sales the other night? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, I don't know what happened to him, and I probably don't want to know either. <laughs> something about refugees. Um, Steve, when I was a kid, I used to relentlessly practice your signature in exercise books. Not just yours, I could do all the cricketers' signatures. Yeah. But I was yeah. especially yeah. proficient yeah. at yours. Now that I'm a fully grown man yeah. and can still perform your signature mm. on demand to a potentially forgeable level mm-hmm. of accuracy, how much does that concern you? Yes. Well, it does, because there's a lot of uh, fraudulent vague uh, dreams in there. Most <laughs> data security. Uh, um, my lawyer will be in contact with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Tiger, Ashes, 2001. Your brother Mark just scored 120 at the Oval. How often do you remind him that you completely outfit him by scoring 157 with a torn Achilles in the same innings? Uh, yeah, the injury of the calf, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, look, it was, you know, it, was, it was a fun day, actually, and uh, we, mm. we all came together and we sort of, mm. it was like playing in the backyard again. We sort of played with freedom and sort of smashed the palms around, so mm. those days didn't happen very often, so it was, mm. wasn't about who had the most runs, but it was sort of having fun again mm. and scoring a century. Probably the last one here, Tugger. You were known for carrying a lucky red handkerchief while batting, a superstitious habit that no doubt resulted yep. in greater performances. At work, I'm 5% yeah. behind on my sales budget for Q4. Can I please borrow your hanky for my upcoming business trip to Melbourne? <laughs> it's going to be tough, mate. It's in the SPG Museum. And it's not I'm not sure what I can advise you on there, but, um, yeah, if you think it works, it generally works. I mean, I, I used to look down at the hanky in my pocket, and it was all like, it was all almost like a security blanket. I felt good it was in my pocket, and, mm. and some for some reason it, it convinced me everything was going to be okay, so... You need to find some sort of security blanket, you know. Um, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, go out and buy yourself a teddy bear or something. <laughs> do, you remember- <laughs> <laughs> do you remember where you got the hanky yeah. from? Like, did you get like two, two or three pack at David Jones, or where- do you remember where you bought it? Uh, no, it was, a, it was a towel that was cut up on the change room floor by Tim May, so it was, uh, it was actually a towel. Right. That's probably previously used by one of the quick bowlers yeah. um, while I was watching us bat. Yeah. Steve, um, that, that, that'll do from our end. I think one of the interesting things about talking to you yep. in, in the context of Australian cricket is, you know, you've clearly used cricket to um, further yourself and become more worldly, and, you know, that's why you've done so so many great things in philanthropy. And I guess mm-hmm. to those who listen to this show, um, you know, we're really grateful to have you on. It's, it's a huge honour, and clearly you're giving back to great cricket, and, you, you know, you don't forget the people that um, need help who might be a little bit beneath you. So if anyone out there is listening and has the opportunity to donate um, to, a cap- to the Captain's Ride and to support the Steve War Foundation, we encourage you to do so, and uh, we wish you well on the ride, mate. Thanks for joining the show. All right, thanks, boys. Thanks for having us. No worries. Thanks, Steve. It has been referred to as uh, the, the best uh, sports riding tribute to, to a particular sport since Fever Pitch. Uh, does it do anything to enhance literature? Would be another question. Another. <laughs> I wouldn't even call it literature, really. Hashtag asked. TGC. But before we do that, a reminder, there are live shows happening this summer. We're in the works, actually, to do, it, uh, to do a live show all around the country this summer. But there is already one that you can purchase tickets for if you are in Sydney. That is January 3, 40 bucks a ticket. How do I get tickets, he goes? Um, just go on the internet and Google The Great Cricketer live show or you can go to the comedy store and go to their website and you can buy the tickets. That's how it's going to work. But we are very much excited um, to do a live show this summer. Um, Hashtag AskTGC. We thought it might be fun to actually mix this up in the future uh, with a little segment that I'm going to call The Escape Goat. And right. what we're going to do is we're going to ask to hear from people who have like, who've made it out of cricket, who got out. They got out of cricket. Yeah. How did you do it? 
what are you doing with your Saturdays now? We mm. spoke to Ed Cowan uh, for the first time, mm. you know, this week, um, and and he was saying that he's really enjoying getting his Saturdays back, mm. you know, for the most part. Yeah. Life um, on the outside. Life, Tell us a little bit about how your life's improved as well. Like, is your skin looking brighter? Mm. Your fingernails growing back? You know, I, I just it. want to hear about the improvements. <laughs> and, you know, the times you've gone to you know Saturday brunch with your girlfriend. I love that. I love that. Oh, the other way. Do, do you miss it? Do you get mm. on the outside as mm. many do when they um get outside the incarceration system right. and actually struggle because they've been institutionalised? You're more so you're saying to there should be some support systems in That's place. That's right. For there should be some halfway yeah. houses. So yeah, indoor okay. cricket, maybe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he said blankly and seriously. Um, so, yeah, get in contact that way uh, and maybe use the hashtag escape goat. Um, there's a joke behind that, which I can't remember at the moment. Uh, all right. Uh, ben Lester writes in. He says, hey, TGC. Why, when I shadow bat, do I choose beta shots to express myself? I don't drive. I don't clear my front leg and power through. I don't even clip off the hips. I leave balls, and they're not even good leaves. They're a foot and a half outside of stump. Simple leaves. Out of hand, not interested in that, mate, leaves. I don't even play inside it like a real pro. I take the tiniest step forward and lift my shadow gloves and shadow bat out of the way like the cuck that I am, submitting to their irrelevance. But it's but it's not the but it's not only the leave I shadow bat. I also snick off, squaring up and glancing to second slip over my shoulder, which is now perpendicular to the bowler. Always second slip. He takes it easily, and no one celebrates taking my wicket, which is dark when you consider this reality lives in my head. Why TGC? Why is it my why is my imagination, let alone my actual performances, not even good enough to play third uh, to play third team cricket of my South London Surrey Championship team? Good question, Ben. Who wants to take this one on? Oh, sure he goes. It's a wonderful question and, and beautifully written. Um, I used to shadow that leave as well mm-hmm. and just get snicked off, just completely squared up. And mm. I didn't realise, but I was obviously a cuck as well. But this was in the <laughs> pre-cuck mm. Trump alpha era, so mm. I didn't read into it as much as um, as Ben has. But maybe I'm also just a weak left-wing beta soy boy. Any, th- <laughs> any, any thoughts on this, Bez? Yeah, I just... as you were reading it out, I was mm. actually mimicking yes. the movement. So it was very yes. well written, and I think we all mm. know what Ben's talking about. And there is something quite rhythmic about mm. um, either playing and missing or especially being, playing and missing and having been done so badly mm. that, yeah, that right shoulder, mm-hmm. if you're a right-hand batsman, is almost facing back toward the bowler and your bat is sort of outside yeah. the outside half of your body. Yeah, um, I was, I've never done the look over the left shoulder afterwards to see the catch been taken but um mm. it is still a quite a fun movement to do and it requires a lot of swiveling <laughs> yeah. on the feet it's quite angular well. isn't it because like yeah. I, I can visualize the parabola the mm. ball like the mm. angle that it's taking from the hand yeah. you know to mm. you then ultimately beating you and going with yeah. the arm away to the slip cord and just being done all ends up yeah yes yeah, so there's some sort of rhythmic dance movie to this isn't it? you know yeah. african-americans have beaten tempo mm. you know white guys have you know sneaking off to second slip yeah i feel like though when you when you when you are shadow batting you're often wearing a suit like you're at work yeah. you maybe carrying an umbrella on the way to work yeah. so like yeah. wearing a suit you want to feel yeah. tight don't you, you mm. want to feel com- yeah. Like, compact, yeah, and so that's why you're not playing expansive shots. You want to feel yeah. neat, tucked in, yeah. Ian Bell style. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I did it halfway through a meeting last week. <laughs> Presentation is going shit out. I think about cricket shots all the time. Seriously, it's a it's a genuine problem. Like, like or yeah. not paying attention to what somebody's saying. Mm. I stopped playing ten years ago. Mm. I, I think about cricket shots all the time, and shots that I can't play very well. Like, I can't get the timing mm. off my legs. I can't play shots <laughs> off my legs really well. I never have. I take it too early. But mm. even as I try and visualise, I mm. try and visualise waiting for the ball and actually using the timing yes. off my legs, and I still can't get it right. <laughs> but 
we, I mean, we, we wrote about this in Tea and No Sympathy, mm. um, in that like anytime you see like a nice piece of grass, you often think about like what the ball would run, how it would like, bounce, like, how it would bounce yeah. like yeah. What, what the run is, that kind of stuff. These are all huge problems which we need Dr. Happy back on for. Uh, Matthew Donnelly, he writes in, he said, made a duck shit umpire decision twinged my hammy bending down for a ball at mid-off and copped a parking ticket should I quit cricket and go to the beach Jesus well that's a trifecta isn't it duck injury and, and parking ticket mm. only mm. thing left is your car breaking down the M5 which happened to me after a game at Old Kings mm. Oval and was literally the day I decided to quit cricket <laughs> there is something about like causing yourself an injury doing like a, a just a you know in, in uh, you know insignificant movement like mm-hmm. bending down being on the couch for too long you know watching one tree hill uh, marathons yeah. you know for instance you know <laughs> yeah. Dawson's Creek or the OC one take your pick uh, Morris Lester I love the name player with an untucked shirt black New Balance bucket hat and aviators fielding fine leg to fine leg just painting a picture mm-hmm. screaming nice Gary to a leg break bowler. Mm-hmm. A1 troll or one of the first victims mm. in the impending cricket holocaust? <laughs> Hashtag ASTG. So mm. question, Morris. Sam Perry. I don't know. I feel like it's quite optimistic of him to suggest that he's an A1 troll. I would I would particularly pay that if he was a troll, mm. actually. Like, that, <laughs> like if you just if somebody woke up in the morning yeah. and said, This is my jam today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm black new balance and I'm not gonna tell anybody yeah. and I'm just gonna get my own yeah. satisfaction from it. Yeah. And if you get it, yeah. congratulations to the hardcore fans. I'm gonna pay five hundred in subs, I'm gonna turn up, drive thirty Ks west of the airport. <laughs> Yeah, Bucket yeah. Hat and Aviators, that's but grim. For some reason, I'm picturing the lead singer from Wheatus. <laughs> yeah, like it's a very mid-2000s aesthetic. <laughs> you know how, like, when Dave Warner scored that 100 and then the, the Snapchat filter caption thingy tag, it was like, go back to Park Cricket Champ yeah. or something. Like, like Park mm. Cricket is Aviators, Bucket Hat, Fine yeah. Leg to Fine Leg, right. Black Untucked New Balance. Shirt, new that's what that is. It's not 100 against, you know, Trent Copeland and Josh Hayeswood. Mm. Uh, Jay Child. Hey, lads. Hashtag ASTGC. A lad at my cricket club has his initials and cap number as his number plate. Purchased from Service Taz, of course. Thoughts on this type of behaviour? Yeah. So Service Taz, I presume, because we just live in a little Sydney, Melbourne bubble yes. here, would be a Tasmanian thing. Because the first thought I had around that kind of sentimentality sure. was AFL. It's got AFL written oh, over yeah, it, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff, like the the, right. the, mm. the like appropriation of what you do on a Saturday in <laughs> sport to the rest of your life as though it has some kind of mm, cultural meaning. Right. That's interesting. It's a very AFL thing in my mind. We've just lost half our listeners. Well, we've, we've seen this before, though, Pez, because you go on people's Twitter bio and they, they define themselves by which team they <laughs> yes, support. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and if they've got a girlfriend, they often say that yeah. they love her. Yeah. yeah. Mitch, 22, bombers, better if storm, they have <laughs> Man United, <laughs> family, yeah. BMW, Conservative, oh, not, in that order. not in that order. <laughs> Views own. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, what an unbelievably wonderful show it has been this week on the Great Cricketer Podcast. Too many adjectives to roll in one. Too many amazing guests in the same show. It's unbelievable. Thanks for tuning in as ever. We're going to be back next week. We'll see you then.